What does it look like to live a life connected to Christ? That is the question Bible Studies for Life has been looking at, and we're going to wrap it up today with a single word, victory. Well, welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast, hosted weekly by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And Chris, here we are to talk about victory. Well, it's been a great study talking about um, being connected to Jesus, looking at this final uh, discourse where he shares with his disciples his last words during his earthly ministry. Uh, so I th- a part of our conversation when we started talking about doing a study like this was these, these words are pretty important. They're pretty significant to the disciples. And so they should be significant for us as well. So it's been fun over the last six weeks talking about this thing today. We have Curtis Hunt with us. Curtis is one of our Bible studies for life uh, editors. Curtis, always good to have you with us. Good to be here. Good to be uh, part of a discussion about victory. Now, Curtis handles uh, our uh, what we call our shared commentary. If you use a leader guide, you use the commentary that uh, Curtis works on. But let me just uh, add a little side note here, too. Curtis also has a, a second gig, if I can say that, for LifeWay. He, is the, uh, he leads uh, the work on masterwork curriculum. Masterwork is an ongoing curriculum at Bible Studies for Life. But what's unique about it is, uh, and Curtis, make sure I say this correctly, Masterwork is is built around a, a trade book, a published book by an author. And you take that trade book with their permission and you craft it into devotions and then create Bible study discussion matter. Did I say that clearly enough? <laughs> Uh, that's that's pretty clear. Uh, most of the time, it's a trade book. There are occasions that we use uh, a sermon series or something from a pastor that's not in a book form. But most of the time, it is a trade book of uh, typically a, a contemporary author uh, that God has spoken to and and whose message seems to be resonating uh, with the, the Christian community. And we take that and create it. A Bible study for it to give a broader audience exposure to that uh, message. Yeah, it is a great approach to Bible study. But we're, let's talk about victory today. As we talk about this uh, last, uh, last Supper discourse of Jesus, this is going to be our focus. In Christ, we have victory over anything the world throws at us. Let me, we're going to begin reading in, in John 16. And let me begin reading in verse 20. Truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has, uh, that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy from you. You see there that he's talking about his, his death. It's going to cause sorrow, but his resurrection brings us joy. Chris. So it's interesting that, uh, that Jesus is uh, confronting his disciples with the, a present reality. Look, this, things are going to be bad. Things are going, things are going to look difficult. Um, painful. There's going to be sorrow. You're going to mourn, um, but there's hope. There's joy, and it's going to come. He uses uh, birth analogy, and uh, we we are all fathers. 
Uh, but we have a different perspective probably than our wives about that whole birth thing. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, guys? I would agree so. I think so. So I t- when, when Kathy and I were at that stage of life, we went to a, a class for to, to learn more about what to expect. And um, I went into the class as a group of people our age. And, uh, they, uh, the lady who is leading it asked, you know, leading questions about why you're here and what are you thinking about? And I, my response, I thought it was funny as a minister was to say, man, I would really rather be in the waiting room smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Oh. And to be in here, and my wife has never let me live that down. <laughs> well, my joke has always been, and please don't write in about this, but a woman, a woman knows, uh, a woman who has gone through labor knows a little bit what it's like for a man when he has a man cold. Uh, <laughs> but he does make a good point that there is this, there is going to be sorrow. Yes, but there's going to be an incredible joy that follows. I think this, uh, this message from this session is, uh, is very important today. With, with, by the time uh, we, we study this lesson, there'll be over two years of COVID fatigue. Uh, there are lots of, of believers, much less those who are not believers, who need to be reminded that we have victory, that this world is, is uh, and the sorrow we experience in it uh, is not the, the final word. Um, and I think it's important for us also to remember what uh, the author brought out, that, that we experience sorrow because of Jesus' death, but we also experience it because we realize we're the ones that caused it. His sure. death was because of us and because of our sin, because of what we have. So there's a there's not only a sorrow, there's a, a guilt element there as well. I love the passage and verse and the idea that, uh, look, it's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. It's going to be difficult. Your hearts. Um, but in the end, your hearts will rejoice and no one can take away your joy from you. That is a powerful statement uh, to the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Yes. And let me bring us right back to this idea of victory, that that joy, we're going to have that joy because Jesus is, has been resurrected. And it's because of that. Our, our whole victory rests in what Jesus has done. Uh, rest in him and really rest only in Jesus. Uh, Jesus said this, this is uh, verse 27, for the father himself loves you because you have loved me and have, belie- and, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. But again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. Then his disciples said, well, look, now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Here's these disciples. And now they're not going to fully appreciate this for, for a few days. But to realize that they do have a victory, everything they have, everything is in Jesus. So I think these words are ones that we need to hear more often, that we need to probably talk about these and lift them up. Um, The father himself loves you because you have loved me uh, and and you have believed that I come from God. Um, That is is just absolutely powerful, not just for those 
uh, early disciples, but for all of us. We we need to be reminded of the Father's great love for us because we we've loved Jesus and uh, made a commitment to follow Him. Uh, I I think these words caught me by surprise as I was reading them in preparation for this podcast. Just that this. This is a strong reminder to us that of how God feels toward us because we love Jesus. I do think there's significance to that uh, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Uh, it, it is true that God loves the world, loved the world and sent his son, as John 3.16 tells us. Uh, he loves all of his creation, but there is, Jesus is talking to those with whom he had a special kind of love because it was reciprocated. Uh, it's not just the same love that God has in general for all of the people that he has created, but for those who love him and have believed that Jesus came from God. Yeah. What and Brand, the questions? Go ahead. Glenn. Brandon Hiltabidel, uh, in his writing of this, he, he made the statement that Christianity it really turns on the reality of two truths Jesus has said here. Jesus said, I'm from God and I've come into the world. And I find it interesting that Brandon emphasizes that that's the central truth. He's God and he's come to us. So uh, one of the questions that we ask um, in, in senior adult uh, curriculum is, uh, and I, I think, I think all of us ask the same question. When did the truth of the gospel become clear to you? Um, that is a great question to ask in our groups. When did you connect the dots? When did you have that aha moment when, when you understood the gospel and said yes to him? Yeah, and it's, it's a great opportunity for us to tell stories, to tell, our, to tell my story, to see how God's story with Christ's Christ's love, his coming to earth, how that has spoken into my story. Uh, there's value in hearing those stories from one and from each other. And there's value for those who have not yet come to the point of realizing the truth of the gospel that may be in our classes to hear what God has done to others, not just to preachers or Sunday school teachers, but to others that they consider to be more like them to hear uh, their testimony is what we would refer to it in the church. Uh, but to hear their experience of recognizing the truth of the gospel uh, can what? be a great, strong witness. What? You mean there are people in our groups uh, who may not be believers? How can this be? <laughs> I'm being facetious. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I, that's a great question, Chris, because when did the truth of the gospel become clear to you? I mean, it was clear enough to me as I think I was seven to give my life to Christ. And I, I truly know, believe I became a believer then, but it was seven, eight years down the road. That truth became clear to me. There's aspects of my salvation. I hadn't really, Oh yeah. And even this morning in my, my, my reading, uh, my early morning reading, there's some things I was reading about God's love speaking to the gospel. Wow. I never thought about it that way. And, and that's, again, that's the beauty of, of a salvation, the beauty of God's word. Even as you mentioned, Chris, just a moment ago, as you were looking at this passage today, yeah. the, the, how that truth just jumped out at you. Wow, that's, that's the, the incredible nature of God's word. 
So I made a facetious comment a minute ago tied to what Curtis said that uh, there may be people in your in your group that are not believers. And uh, the reality is we write uh, and and develop our content with that person in mind. Uh, we are very intentional in of thinking about that person who doesn't know Christ, who hasn't come to faith in Christ. We want to, we, we want these um, Bible studies for life sessions to be written in such a way that, 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 that person who knows absolutely nothing about Christ and hasn't made that commitment uh, would be, would have that awakening experience and have that, that aha moment themselves where they would come to say yes to him. So Curtis, thanks for saying that. And this is just a good reminder to those of you who are listening, be mindful of people uh, in your group that are not believers. Don't take, don't take it for granted that, Oh, everyone here is a believer. Everyone here is a Christian. That, that is not the case. You just never know who might show up and we just need to be prepared to, always prepared uh, to, to share the good news of what it means for us to come to faith in Christ and God's response to us when we do say yes to him. Yeah. That salvation is dependent upon Jesus. And because of Jesus, we have victory. But Jesus is going to take us as we look at this last few verses in John 16. I want us to see the result of when we find our victory in Jesus. And it's, this is the result. We can live in peace. We can live in courage. Let me pick up at verse 31. Jesus responded to them, do you now believe? Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have overcome. I have conquered the world. So Lynn, Lynn suggested in our, our pre-meeting that we, we sing together victory in Jesus. And we don't want to do that to you. <laughs> Might be painful to the ear, but it is true. Well, uh, Chris, we, I can vouch that Curtis, having sung with him before, Curtis has a great voice. So... <laughs> I'm just saying we can one out of three ain't bad. (laughs) All right. But that is an incredibly rich song. Uh, I've heard an old, old story talking about the gospel and it's all that because we have victory in Jesus. Well, this is the source for that. Um, You know, Jesus. Wow. Again, rich. He he lets them know, Hey, there's, there's going to be a moment coming up here really soon where you're all going to scatter and you're going to leave me alone, but I won't be alone. The father will be with me. And this is the hope that you have guys. I've, I have overcome the world. I've conquered the world. Uh, that may, that is a message that we in the church need to hear today. Yeah. That truth is not just a, a truth from 2000 years ago for those, uh, who were immediately following Jesus and would be suffering because of his uh, crucifixion. It's a truth throughout the ages. It continues to be a a truth for us today. Uh, We will have suffering in this world. And, uh, uh, you know, the the author could have said, uh, you'll get COVID and you'll have friends and family members who'll get COVID and you'll struggle with the uncertainty of of health issues and income and, and supply chain issues and all the kinds of things that our society is currently experiencing. 
the reality is we will have suffering. And yet it was in the midst of the promise of suffering that we have the promise of being courageous because Jesus has overcome the world. He has had victory over the world. And so despite all the experiences that our culture is having right now, uh, those of us who, who know Jesus can still have victory. We can still be conquerors because of him. I like how Paul uh, stressed this too in Second Corinthians chapter four, and he even he talked about all these woes, these problems. We could talk about the COVID, and, uh, these light and momentary troubles. He said these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now that just screams victory in Jesus to me too. Uh, Curtis, you made a valid point, something that we need to remember. Uh, when those days we start feeling despondent, when we, when, we, when we are down, like, will this COVID thing ever end? Just to remember, <laughs> Jesus has conquered the world. So you guys remember that when, the, when, when COVID first came on the scene, we didn't know how we were going to handle it from a... Uh, uh, each individual lesson perspective, because we didn't know what it was going to be like or how long it was be around. So our initial feeling was, okay, let's don't use that as an example. It will date what we're doing. We're not having any trouble now saying <laughs> uh, this thing's around. It's affecting our lives. And uh, it's so important that, that we move beyond that to the hope and the victory that is ours in Christ. And I'm glad we've had the opportunity to do that today. Let me point us to um, some application ideas. Uh, regardless of what resource you use as part of the Bible Studies for Life family, there's that section called Live It Out, which has three kind of different, unique from each other, three different ways that we can apply this truth that uh, in Christ we have victory over anything the world throws at us. One of them is to memorize that last verse that we just read. I've told you these things that you may have peace, you will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. I think that is a great thing to do, to get that, that truth memorized so that when I'm facing those frustrations, when the challenges of life, to remember, oh, yeah, Christ has conquered all this. So there's some great ideas there I would encourage you to look at and, and uh, apply to your life. I appreciate saying that, Lynn. And uh, again, one of the things that, again, makes Bible Studies for Life distinctive is that we've, we've, we have these discussion questions that we've built into um, our, our lessons that we encourage you to use in your group sessions. And uh, let me share a couple of those with you because I think they will really work well today. Uh, one of those is when have you felt God's presence in the midst of a difficult time? Just to give people a chance to talk about the difficulties and heartaches they've had, but how victory in Jesus is what made the difference for them. Another question would be, how can Jesus victory give you, give you peace and courage as you face suffering? So I, I hope that these kinds of questions will give our group members the opportunity to have these rich, robust conversations about the truth of the passage that we've talked about today, that victory is ours in Christ. Right. Let me encourage you to do one more thing. We're, we're wrapping up this study with this particular session, but uh, Curtis had reminded us of the value of thinking of those in our group that don't know Christ. So 
think in terms of inviting people to your Bible study group who don't know Christ. Maybe they're thinking about it. Whatever their 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 place is in that uh, thinking about coming to faith in Christ, invite them. Next next week's Bible study is tied to Easter, and we're going to be looking at the resurrection of Christ. We see these two central truths. Uh, Jesus came from the Father, and he's in the world, and he came to, to save us through his death and his resurrection. So next, the next Bible study is going to be a great one to invite folks to come who don't know Jesus. Let me encourage you to do that. All right, Curtis, great to have you with us today. Thanks for the insight that you bring. Uh, you got any last words for us? I, I would just, uh, I just suggest that Throughout the lesson that you bring, the teachers bring leaders, I mean, bring uh, the, the learners back to the point. The point is important in every session. It's kind of that destination on the map where it is. We're headed lots of ways to get there. But if you don't know where you're headed, you won't know when you get there. I think in this session and considering where our society is, it would be important to, to start the session in the session, maybe a couple of times in the middle of the session to point out the point. In Christ, we have victory over everything the world throws at us. Our people need to our people need to know that. They need to hear that. They need to internalize that. And so I would take the opportunity in this session just to, to drive that home several times during the course of the session. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you have a great study this week. <laughs>